The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Exploring our oneness with spirit and each other. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms with your host, Rev. Galen McDowell, Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. This is the program for spiritually enlightening discussion, interviews, and the practical application of new thought principles to transform your life. Now, here's your host, Rev. Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell. I'm the Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, where the Reverend Derek B. Wells is the Senior Minister and the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman is the Founder. If you're ever in the Chicagoland area, make sure you stop by Christ Universal Temple. Um, worship with us during our 10.30 a.m. to 12 uh, noon or 12 p.m. service. And um, just come out and hang out with us. I think you'll enjoy the service. If you would like to see what the service is like and hear Reverend Wells preach and hear some great music and some other things, a great fellowship. You can join us live online uh, at our website at www.cutemple.org and watch the live stream. Make sure you check us out. We're in a, an exciting series right now called A Harvest for the Soul. and We're talking about how to bring forth the harvest of God's good in our lives. We're right now in the midst of a series called Discover the Power Within You on this show, based upon the book of the same name by Eric Butterworth. And I'm teaching the book chapter by chapter. This week, we're on the chapter Miracle, the Miracle of Abundance, which is chapter 14. And my request to everyone who is following along with this series is to actually purchase the book or get the book one way or another uh, library, find it online somewhere, et cetera, et cetera. Discover the power within you by Eric Butterworth. So you can read along with me 
read the chapters for yourself, work with the principles. And only thing I'm doing is really kind of just putting the frosting on the cake so you can have the opportunity to really go through and grow through this material, see how we can expand your consciousness so you can live the healthy, happy and prosperous life that you deserve. And that's intended for you by the creator. Now, if you go to page 175, we're going to jump right into it. The miracle of abundance. And he quotes, um, he begins the chapter by quoting Matthew chapter seven, verses seven and eight. Ask and it shall be given you. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth. And he that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. Now, obviously, the scripture needs clarification because, you know, our minds can scream to us. I've been asking, I've been seeking, I've been knocking, and I haven't received an answer. I've wanted it, I've desired it, et cetera, et cetera. So, obviously, the scripture, like all of the different teachings of Jesus, is actually talking about a spiritual principle. And we have to understand how the principle works to properly apply it in our lives. What does it really mean? How do we really work with these principles of abundance based upon the scripture and other scriptures that he gives in this chapter? So let's work with it. Eric Butterworth says, this is a great mystical truth on page 175. He says, the universe in which we live is strangely and wonderfully accommodating because we are all unique particularizations of the infinite, because we are all part of this accommodating universe, asking is tantamount to receiving, seeking is actually finding, and knocking is opening of the door. True prayer does not reach out to God out there in some distant place in the universe. You simply get still and realize your unity with the whole. So one of the things that we have to work with is recognizing that when we start talking about asking, seeking, and knocking, we're not talking about something that is actually happening outside of ourselves. We're not talking about something that is happening outside of ourselves. The asking, the seeking, the knocking is actually happening within our own souls. All right? Let me put it this way. You're creating cause in your own soul. You are the cause for all of your effects. You are transforming your consciousness, expanding your consciousness to be the experience of that which you desire. So it's not asking big daddy God out there somewhere. Or the Santa Claus God out there somewhere or up there to give you something. Because that's how we perceive ask. That's how we perceive seek. That's how we perceive knock. But we're actually talking about the demand in consciousness that generates the supply. The demand in consciousness that generates the supply. One of the basic principles of truth is that there is no supply without the equivalent demand in consciousness. 
no no demand, no supply. Because until there's a demand placed on the universe, there's no supply from it. That's why you're always cause. Um, Emmett Fox and Ernest Holmes used the term mental equivalent or mental equivalence, where we have to have the clarity of thinking and the conviction of feeling combined to create the mental picture with the feeling to bring or draw or create the experience. In other words, without the mental blueprint, you can't have the physical manifestation. No more than you can start building a building without a blueprint. You have to have a structure to function from. To put So, moving on. <clears throat> he goes on to say in the next paragraph, in the religion about Jesus, there has evolved the concept that that it is a Christian duty to be poor and that poverty is a virtue. Now, this has been taught many times and many years, you know, and many times when people see anyone in clergy that even seems as though they have a little bit of prosperity, it gets people all up in arms and thinking that people are abusing the money of the people. because. People sometimes think that Christians and Christian leaders are supposed to be poor. But no, if this is an opulent universe. Now, there's a difference between using and manipulating and, 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 um, milking anything that, you know, that's lack of integrity. That has nothing to do with God's abundance. That's misuse. But when it actually comes to, uh, prosperity and poverty, there's no virtue. And being poor is just poor is just poor. Prosperity is just prosperity. The issue comes into play is when we start talking about the all-sufficiency of God, and then every time we look up and we don't have the experience of that which we need to take care of our own responsibilities, what is that saying about what we're actually teaching and promoting? See, we can't say God is the source. God is the healer. God is the peace. God is the joy and not have any prosperity, no health, no peace, no joy. So it doesn't necessarily promote the concept of following along with any particular religious belief. And in this context, Christianity, if we think that there's any virtue and not having what you need to take care of you and your responsibilities and your children and your family and etc. Think about what you can do and who you can help with your prosperity. See, many times people think about prosperity from the standpoint of what I can do, but think about who you can help and what you can do with it. How you can support what you believe in and what you stand for, how you can help and support your church, how you can help and support uh, the, the things that touch your heart and move your soul. Prosperity is right and good in any place where you see large amounts of poverty. You see the byproducts of that poverty, the crime and the, the, the depression and the frustration of potential. There's, there's nothing good about not having what you need to take care of what you need to do. 
prosperity is the divine right. All right. All right. Now, turning the page, 176. He says, Jesus taught that God is our resource and that he is, has provided all things for his children. He insisted that there's always abundance to meet every need, and he demonstrated it. Now, that's key because sometimes it's easy and natural to look at more month than money. It's natural and and understandable to look at the situation and say, it's just not enough to take care of what's here. We have to remind ourselves consistently what we're connected to. Now, one of the things that um, the founder of Christ Universal Temple, the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman, used to always teach us was that God answers prayers with ideas. With ideas. And then she would say, God's ideas come fully clothed, which meant everything that was necessary for the fulfillment of that idea is attached to the idea, the people, the resources, the whatever. But we have to work with the idea, allow that idea to germinate in the soul. And as we accept the idea, the resources, the people, the places, the whatever, the extra information, whatever is needed to, for the fulfillment of that idea will be drawn to itself. Now, it's the same way with prosperity. We pray for prosperity when we don't have enough. What ideas are coming to your mind? Did, what goals come up? What desires come up? Because your goals, your desire, your dream might be the answer to the lack and the fulfillment of your prosperity. I can't say it might be. Because maybe the divine discontent of not having can be the driving force to make you really lean on the ideas that God is giving you. And when I say God is giving you, I'm talking about your own innate God presence, God within you, your own divinity. Think about the concept or the idea that is already here, waiting for me to bring it into expression. It's already here. It's already here. Sometimes it's already here in the form of somebody else. You know, they could, your supply does not necessarily have to be in your bank account. It could be somebody that is willing to help and help you in a particular situation or experience. Because God is unlimited to your wallet, your purse, your bank account, your job, your business. You don't know. Until you lean on the idea, something can say, hey, call X, Y, Z. And while you're just having a conversation, hey, what you working through? Hey, hey, I'm working with this. Hey, I'm 
trying to get a new job, et cetera, et cetera. You know, and next thing you know, they know someone who knows someone. Hey, I put a call in. I put a good word in you. Next thing you know, the new situational experience is expanded. You you just don't know. Or they might say, hey, I'll invest in that. Or, hey, I'll help you support that. Or, hey, I'll connect you with what you need to be connected to. Well, I know some people that are giving some grant money for that or et cetera. You don't know. So Jesus teaches us to live in the possibility of a thing because we live in a world of infinite potential. With God, all things are possible, not some things. With God, all things are possible. That's something that we really have to wrap our brains around. That the only person who does not see lack, I mean, I mean, see the abundance that is available could be you in the sense of your experience. Because there's no lack in God. So to pray to God that God help me get rid of this lack doesn't make sense in God. You're denying lack in your own mind. And working with this concept of if you're doing the ask, seek, and knock, you're working from the concept of you're actually building a mental equivalent that is putting a demand on the universe for the supply. That's the key. That's the key. It's working from the standpoint that God is the source of my supply. God is the source of my supply. God is the source of my supply. How many times do you have to tell yourself that? Seven times 77, if need be. God is the source of my supply. Sometimes you just got to just meditate on that. God is the source of my supply. God is the source of my supply. And you're saying it over and over again and over and over again and over and over again and over and over again. Why? Because you can't let it go until you ble- it blesses you. See, when it comes to shifting the thought from lack to abundance, it's going to take more than surface regular thinking you got to get focused you have to get laser beam you have to get the eye of the tiger when it comes to your prosperity when I mean, you watch uh the shows and the and they go in the jungle and they watch the, the tigers and they're about to hunt you look at that focus at that point nothing else matters they're just looking for that opportunity to get Whatever they're hunting. And then they pounce. They're waiting for the opportunities. And when opportunity presents itself because they're focused, they're ready. And they take advantage of their opportunity. So that's the mindset. Now, we're going to get more into that um, after we come back from our first break. We're coming up on our first break. Don't forget you can call the show at 888-558-6489 if you have any questions. We'll be right back with Truth Transforms. 
it takes you to power Unity Online Radio. If you'd like to make a positive difference in the world, you can by contributing to this global ministry. Unity Online Radio relies on listener support to broadcast the messages of unity to an awakening world. To contribute, visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Are we nearing the end of the world? Reading the book of Revelation, you might think so, and it doesn't end well. But is it possible that the Bible's darkest story is a positive tale? Author Ed Townley, host of the Unity Online radio show, The Bible Alive, thinks so. A Bible enthusiast, Townley focuses on the metaphysical meanings rather than the literal text. In Kingdom Come, new from Unity Books, Townley takes a fresh approach to Revelation. The kingdom, Townley explains, doesn't await us in the afterlife. It's ours to experience today, as we learn to find the good even in our darkest challenges. Explore Revelation in a new light. Order the book Kingdom Come online today at unitybooks.org. Is there a difference between the spiritual teachings you know and how you live your life? Does your day-to-day experience reflect what you truly value? Are you ready to receive your life and live the gift that you are? Join Janice Campbell, licensed Unity teacher, author, and coach each week as she shares inspiration and tools to help you identify and dissolve the limiting beliefs that prevent you from living the fullest expression of what you are. Talk with Janice live every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central on Receive Your Life, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. We're in the process of working with the chapter, The Miracle of Abundance, in the book, Discover the Power Within You by Eric Butterworth. I want to remind you before I go forward that this show, along with all the other shows on Unity Online Radio, are supported by your donation. So please click on the donate button, support Unity, so we can continue uh, sending forth this positive spiritual message uh, to help transform the world because we know that as we learn the truth and evolve our lives uh, shift for the better and if other people have an opportunity to discover the truth and the divinity within themselves to learn that God lives within them through them as them then they can have a transformed experience as well and they can transform their own lives, their own families, their own communities, their own cities, their own nations, and we can have a world that works for everybody. Remember, one person can make a difference. You don't know who the next Gandhi, who the next Nelson Mandela, the next Martin Luther King, the next, et cetera, et cetera, will be. 
That person could be you right now if you choose to live in that space and be that stand for truth. Also, I want to remind you that this show has a Facebook page, uh, Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. So please go on Facebook if you're on Facebook and like the page um, so we can continue, um, you know, letting people know about the show. And, you know, I I post different positive messages throughout the week on the show and sometimes video clips and different other things. So please make sure that you go on Facebook and like the page. Um, So let's go forward now with the talk. All right. Page 177. Um. He's talking about Jesus's miracle stories. He says the important lesson in the miracle stories of the Bible is that we live in a universe that is opulent, limitless and accommodating. It will manifest for us exactly what we have the consciousness to encompass. There is a legitimate royal abundance for every living soul. We live and move and have our being in it. Of course, at this point, it may be non-material spiritual substance. It is an energy potential that requires mental and material precipitation. So what he's simply saying is this. Our supply is here, but right now it's only a potential until you tap into it and express it. Your supply is here right now. But it has to be tapped into and expressed God's abundance. See, one of the things that comes from teaching the omnipresence of God is omnipresence means that the, all the allness of God is everywhere equally present. And if the allness of God is everywhere equally present, That means that omnipotence, all power, is also present where omnipresence is. So all power is everywhere equally present. And if all power is everywhere equally present, then omniscience, all wisdom or intelligence, is everywhere equally present. So if God is everywhere present, And God's power is everywhere equally present. And God's intelligence is everywhere equally present. Then that means that at any moment and in any experience, the fullness of God can be experienced. And that includes prosperity. See, it's wrapping your brain around the concept that if God really is omnipresence, then wherever I am, the fullness of God is. Think about that. Wherever I am, the fullness meaning all the love, all the peace, all the joy, 
all the life activity, strength, and energy, and vigor, vitality is. But I experience it only up to my level of awareness of that truth. That's how it works. The fullness of God is actually present in every atom of your body. The fullness of God is the very space that you are, even physically. The fullness of God is who you are without a shadow of a doubt, spiritually. You are right here, right now, the radiant substance of God. All right. Turning the page. He's talking about Jesus's blessing of the multitudes of the food. He says on page 179. Oh, wait a minute. Page 178. We should not hesitate to ask largely. God can give much as easily as he can give little. It takes no more effort for the laws of mathematics to add 2 million and 2 million to get 4 million than to add 2 plus 2 to get 4. At this very moment, if every man, woman, and child in the world would take a pencil and paper and write down the problem 2 plus 2 equals 4, there would be no strain on the principle because it is principle. There is no more substance in a million dollars than in a penny for there is no quantity in spirit. Now, now just think about that. I'm going to read that again. There is no more substance, no more substance in a million dollars than in a penny for there is no quantity in spirit. Hmm. God in God, there is no difference between a penny and one million dollars. In God, I didn't say in form, in God. Because some people only think about prosperity in the millions, they only think about prosperity in the millions. So if they're not moving millions, they're not thinking money is being made. The difference between, you know, a billionaire moving money and a person making minimum wage is the belief in what is possible. Now you can say, well, that's not the only thing. And I would agree. There's skill. There's expertise. But all of those things are aspects of consciousness because there are people who have more skill than people who have what we would call financial independence, but not the consciousness. 
in every area of life, you will find highly skilled, broke people. It doesn't make a difference what area it is. You can pick your the, the um, job description. Just you can, if you if you had a list of different types of jobs and you just placed them on the wall and threw daggers at them, you can find all types who are highly skilled and don't have. It's not just your skill. It's also how you think, how you feel, what you believe, your viewpoint, how the world occurs to you. Those things matter. Those things matter. So on page 179, he quotes Charles Fillmore. This is from the book Prosperity, which I taught, by the way. If you go back through the archives, you'll see that I taught the whole book Prosperity chapter by chapter. I would strongly suggest that if this is a subject that you're working with, if prosperity is the need, go back over that material in great detail. He quotes Charles Fillmore, who wrote, God is the source of a mighty stream of substance, and you are the tributary of that stream, a channel of expression. Blessing the substance increases its flow. If your money supply is low or your purse seems empty, take it in your hand and bless it. See it filled with the living substance ready to become manifest. As you prepare your meals, bless the food with the thought of spiritual substance. When you dress, bless your garments and realize that you're being constantly clothed with God's substance. The more conscious you become of the presence of the living substance, the more it will manifest for you and the richer you will will be the common good of all. Identify yourself with substance and you will soon begin to rejoice in the ever-present bounty of God. So what he's simply saying is several things. One of it is, that God is a mighty stream of substance, meaning that God's supply is never ending. And we're the channel of expression for that good. So you have this flow of good and the expression of that flow. That's us. One of the ways in which we express that is by blessing the substance that we have. Because he says blessing the substance increases its flow. So whatever we do have, bless. Bless your checkbook. Bless your wallet. Bless your purse. Take the, you know, bills when they come in, come in and actually bless and thank God for the supply to pay for every bill that comes in your home as soon as it gets to the mailbox take it in your hand and bless and thank god for the divine substance to take care of the responsibility with ease that's the key with ease now once that happens then start to be open and receptive to who you need to be for that process to happen 
You, in other words, the ideas that I talked about earlier will start to come. Showing up as the space of prosperity and opulence. Being in a space that whether your conversation shifts and changes from what you don't have to the conversations about God's abundance. Well, you're not entertaining conversation about what the world doesn't have and lack and limitation. But from the standpoint of what's possible and what can be done now, put your brain on what's possible. What's possible? What's possible for you now? And from that standpoint, then he says, bless you, the, the food when you eat it and when you prepare it. Bless your clothes. Bless your means of transportation. Even if it's a bus, train, bike, car, truck, whatever. Bless it. Bless it. Blessing it can mean that you're opening yourself up for newer expressions of the same thing. Because God didn't stop, you know, you know, uh, blessing and people with means of transportation to get to and fro. But the blessing has to come through you. You are the one that is actually blessing it because the more you do it, you're identifying yourself with the living substance. You're identifying yourself with the God's infinite supply. You're identifying yourself with God as the source. And by doing that, you're actually praising the good and what you praise you raise because praise this is a write down point something to write down praise is the law of increase that what you praise you raise praise is the law of increase so as you take the substance and you bless it you're actually increasing that which you bless never you know, be so busy that you don't stop to bless. Walk around your house and bless the bed you sleep on, the couch you sit on, the refrigerator that holds your food. Bless, bless. Children go to us go to the school, mentally image the school and bless it. You can walk past and just put your hand on the on the door or on the wall. Nobody has to know what you're doing. You don't have to say it out loud. And bless the school where your child is at or your children. Bless your church. The seats you're in the pews or the seats. Stop and sit down and just bless your church. Think about your pastor and bless your pastor. Bless the elected officials. Not because they're always doing the right thing, but because you want them to be in the space to where they're open and receptive to doing the right thing. Bless. Blessing the substance increases the flow. Blessing the substance increases the flow. Become a blessing agent because as you bless others, the blessing is actually functioning and flowing through you because you're the channel of expression for this mighty stream of substance. So keep working with the concept. Keep working with it. It works if you work it. 
I just want to get you to the standpoint of understanding that we're not talking about rocket science. Anybody can do this. Anybody. Uh, a reminder yet again that if you are in the Chicagoland area, you can stop by Christ Universal Temple or check us out on our live stream at www.cutemple.org. And we have one more um, um, section of the show uh, after this last break. If you want to talk to me, you need to do it now, 888-558-6489. We'll be right back with Truth Transforms. Imagine the powerful, poignant poetry of Unity Poet Laureate James Dillett Freeman. Beautifully put to music by award-winning songwriter Kathy DeWitt. It's here, The Traveler, new music to the words of James Dillett Freeman, a remarkable collaboration across space and time. from I know not what strange strand then I am as in a dream a dream I never remember yet somehow I understand visit thetraveler.us to get the CD songbook and free downloads there is Reverend Paulette's mantra is, it's all a prayer. Tune in every Tuesday as Unity Minister Paulette Pipe leads you in meditation and prayer on touching the stillness. Make no mistake, this is not nap time. With an energy that will captivate you, touching the stillness will guide you in deep meditation, leaving you enlivened. Hear astounding meditations and learn more about different forms of meditation. Enrich your prayer life as Reverend Paulette, Senior Minister of Touching the Stillness Ministries, affirmatively prays with power and authority by taking live prayer requests from callers like you. Whether you have a prayer request for yourself or for a loved one or are ready for a deepened meditation experience, make sure you tune in on Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Central Time, where we'll be joining in consciousness with the unceasing prayer activity of the Silent Unity 24-7 Prayer Ministry at Unity Village. That's Touching the Stillness with Rev. Paulette Pipe every Tuesday right here on Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Letting go in the stillness. You've been listening to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. If you have questions or comments about today's program, or if you'd like to join in on the discussion, email us at truthtransforms at unity.fm. Now back to Truth Transforms.
Welcome back to Truth Transforms. This is Galen McDowell, and I'm teaching Discover the Power Within You by Eric Butterworth. We're teaching the chapter, The Miracle of Abundance. And I'm going to jump over a couple of pages because I want to make sure that I cover an important point. Um, and again, it's your job to get the book and read the chapter on your own. It's my job just to point out some of the key points I think is really important. Um, I want to go to page 183 because I think this is really, really important. He says, in my experience in spiritual counseling, I see this law at work in some strange and even pitiful ways. Two men came to me for counseling in their need for employment. One man had been an executive. He had been in the 20,000 a year bracket. Now you got to remember this book was written in the early 1960s. So an executive at that point, 20,000 is probably, you know, somewhere in a hundred, hundred thousand dollars or something like that. Now the other man had been in various types of job, but he averaged only about 5,000 a year. We talked at length about the law of abundance. We considered all the ramifications of the prosperity principle. We prayed for prosperity, for guidance, for writing, and perfect place of employment. We use the same treatment, the same affirmation in each case. In a few days, both men called back to tell me the prayer had been answered. Both were once again employed. Wonderful. It is always a blessing to witness answered prayer. Now, what sort of a job did each person get? The man who had normally been in the $20,000 bracket again received a salary um, in the same bracket, the man who had an average of 5000 a year received a job with similar pay. Why didn't they both get the same income? They both prayed the same way, used the same prayer technique, affirmations, treatment. Both received my identical instruction and guidance. Why the wide disparity in financial results? The answer is really quite simple though it may not be easy to accept. God can do no more for you than he can do through you. The miracle of abundance works through your consciousness in accordance with your experience, your attitude, your self-evaluation. So, in other words, two people come to him, he prays the same prayer, uses the same affirmation, gives the same advice, the guy with a $20,000 job gets another $20,000 job. The guy with the $5,000 job gets another $5,000 job because it had nothing to do with the prayer. It had nothing to do with the affirmation. It had nothing to do with the advice. It had everything to do with the consciousness. The prayer, the affirmation, the advice opened them up to their level of expectation and self-evaluation. Bottom line. So, you know, sometimes people are praying and working without the consciousness for the thing that they desire. That's why New Thought says work on your consciousness first. Because you have to be able to deal with the bigness of what you say you desire. Because most likely you're going to land where you are subconsciously, not consciously. Subconsciously, where you believe you belong, not what you say you want, not what you tell other people. 
you deserve. You're going to land financially where your subconscious mind believes you're really supposed to be your own real inner self-evaluation. Because there are positions that and experiences that you might not even literally see because your consciousness can't see the opportunity. And if you ended up in that experience and you don't know how to swim, you could drown in it. You know, there is a such thing as getting in, in a situation where the water is over your head. You better learn how to swim really quickly. Because you get into something over your head, the ramifications of, of that experience can be really special. So part of developing your good is also developing your expectation level and your knowledge base because you know it's it's sort of like the game of chance. You know, like lottery, lottery's a game of chance. But there have been so many studies about people who have won the lottery but did not necessarily get the training and development needed to be a person who can handle wealth handle wealth to the point to where uh, they lose it within whatever the amount of time it is they get that lump sum in seven ten years they don't have any money because they wastefully spent it blew it on taxes blew it on giving money to everybody they, they had to hand out relationships were severed because the people around them didn't know how to deal with money with integrity along with them. You have to have the consciousness for it. If a person has some level of wealth, one of the first things that a person needs to understand is, you know, not just spiritual education, but actual literal financial education when it comes to dealing with money. You know, one of the things that um, um, athletes are taught now more than ever is how do you deal with all of a sudden signing your first NBA or Major League Baseball or NFL contracts. Now you have millions of dollars and you got all these people around you who now will leech on you. Uh, there was a show on ESPN uh, last year called Broke. It was a special about people who, some who made more than $100 million dollars. And they're retired players with no money. And it really makes you wonder, how can a person literally make $150 million? And by the time they're in their 30s, they have no money. If you haven't seen the special broke by ESPN, I would strongly suggest you see it. It really puts it in perspective. Uh, and they give case by case by case by case by case example of how that works. You have to have the consciousness because even if you have the money, your subconscious evaluation of yourself will pull you back down the way you believe you deserve. You believe you're in a space that you don't deserve subconsciously. Let's get back to the book. Page 
184. He says, the law is, it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Luke 12, 32. God is all sufficiency, your instant, constant, and abundant supply. But you will experience only that which you can take into your consciousness. Thus, any limitation must be a limitation in thought in the faith that shapes the substance. Light streaming through a window will always assume the shape and color of the aperture through which it comes. The wealth of the universe will be yours to the degree that you can see it and see yourself using it. Mm. So the abundance of the universe shapes itself to your thought. To your thought. That's great news. That's great news. Because we can always change, transform, or get a new thought. And my thoughts of abundance turn into my feelings of abundance, turn into my beliefs of abundance, turn into my way of being about abundance. And the more I'm in the flow of my own abundance, it shows up in the experience of my life. The more I'm open to God's abundant ideas, abundant opportunities, abundant possibilities, infinite potentialities. Literally, literally, we can be prosperity because we can always change how we think. It's just something to think about. Gives us something to work with. Gives us something to work with. So, I'm going to end this chapter here. Next week, we're going to do In Defense of Judas, which is an interesting chapter in and of itself. Because anytime you talk about Judas in the Bible, uh, it brings up emotion. But we're going to talk about it from the standpoint of we all, in one way or another, betray our own innate divinity by the way we think, what we feel, and what we say. It gives us an opportunity to really take a look at our own consciousness and how do we evolve through for our own breakthroughs. Just something to think about. Um, again, you know, we're going to keep going forward. We're going to keep being a blessing and touching souls. I hope that this material is beneficial. You know, if it is, make sure you leave me a you know message on my um, Facebook page, Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Let me know how this material is touching you, how you're working with it. You can inbox me if you want it private, um, but I'd like to hear from you. Let me know. You know, I want to make sure that we do have an opportunity to, um, you know, commune. Uh, you know, I like to know who's out there. And um, so we can continue to work through this material together and grow together and transform the world together. So God bless you. Um, you know, I'll be with you next week with Truth Transforms. Take care. Enjoy your day.
Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Join us every Wednesday at 10 a.m. for live discussions about how to live a spiritually transformed, prosperous, healthy, and joyful life. Truth Transforms, only on Unity Online Radio. This program is brought to you in part by Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. Online at www.cutemple.org and on Facebook and Twitter under CU Temple. You know the saying, a good deed is its own reward? Well, moving toward a plant-based diet and vegan lifestyle is one kind and compassionate act that isn't just its own reward. It will also reward you with vibrant health, boundless energy, an easy way to keep your weight where you want it, and according to Yogi's and Unity's co-founder Charles Fillmore, even give a boost to your spiritual life. On Main Street Vegan, the radio program named for the popular book, Victoria Moran will make your move in a vegan direction easy, fun, affordable, and delicious. With enticing topics and entertaining guests every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central Time, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Things may happen around you, Things may happen to you, but the only things that really count are the things that happen in you. This meditative moment from Reverend Eric Butterworth is brought to you by Unity. The world is full of voices, advertising, television, politics, colleagues, family, and friends. All are too happy to tell us how to live. In all of that noise, it's easy to miss the one voice that matters, your own soul. What would happen if you could hear that voice? Imagine the clarity, confidence, and courage that would be yours and the life you could create. Join Janet Connor, best-selling author of Writing Down Your Soul, The Lotus and the Lily, and Your Soul Wants Five Things, as she and her guests explore how to hear the call of the soul and create the soul-directed life. Live Thursday at 1 p.m. Central, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Go inside to find Are you ready to ignite your best life and illuminate the world? I'm Stephanie James. I'm a motivational speaker, transformation coach, and psychotherapist. And what lights me up is helping people just like you create the greatest versions of themselves. On my podcast, Igniting the Spark, I will help you ignite your joy and reach new heights in your personal and professional life. Join me for some incredible conversations with authors, spiritual teachers, and other influential thought leaders to help guide you on your way. If you are ready to stop playing small, join me for Igniting the Spark on the mindbodyspirit.fm network or wherever you get your podcasts and ignite your best life.